Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Mike Vagioni from Average Joe Finances. We met through several personal finance communities, and although he leads a busy life, he's a pro side hustler. He runs a podcast, is a finance coach, holds a real estate license, and is a father of two next to his career in the Navy. After discussing his background and setting the scene, we will tackle the topic of side hustling, why he started the side activities, what some of the non-monetary benefits are, how Mike manages himself around time. Yes, I did not say manages his time on purpose. You will, uh, you will discover during the interview. And finally, we will talk about skills and opportunities that side hustles can bring along with them. This episode is for you if you're currently looking at making side income through a side hustle or for those who are currently side hustling and want to get more out of it. Quick note before we get into the interview. At some point, we'll talk about US dollars per square feet when talking about real estate prices. And the conversion to euros per square meters is 9.19 at time of a recording. So yeah, just multiply the number he says by 10. I think it's 500. So that will be 5,000 euros per square meters. And now, without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Mike. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yes, uh, glad to have you, Mike. Uh, we uh, met through um, yeah through several groups, I think, uh, on <laughs> finance, personal finance communities, and yeah, I'm glad to speak to you. I uh, also listened to your your podcast, your podcaster, Average Joe Finances, and and I think I like I like your vibe, and I like the fact that you also you a bit uh, a bit similar to me. You you tackle a lot of different topics on your podcast, so. Uh, Yes. It goes from crypto to a side hustling to uh, trading to whatever. I mean, you it covers a wide area of topics. And uh, yes, I wanted to have you on to talk about uh, side hustling today. Uh, but before we get into the topic, uh, Mike, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. And uh, yeah, can you give us a little introduction to yourself? Sure. I'd love to, uh, Johnny. Thank you for, for having me on. So to make it I guess kind of easy. The, the the whole background for me and how I got started with with what I'm doing now is um, I I joined the Navy when I was 18 years old. Um, grew up on Long Island, New York, right, and uh, wanted to get out of there and and see the world and and do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I joined the Navy and uh, I'm still in the Navy. Been active duty for uh, over 19 years now, getting uh, close to retirement. And when I was stationed in Virginia. Uh, we knew as as time was going on that we wanted to get somewhere outside of Virginia because I was essentially stationed there for about 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. And my wife and I and, and our entire family, we just said, hey, we, we, we need a change of pace. So, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to travel around the world and my family, not so much, right? Yeah. So uh, we worked out some negotiations to, you know, figure out everything to get to Hawaii and we kind of knew about two years out that that was going to happen. It just so happens that while I was deployed to Iraq, I was able to negotiate with my my uh, detailer. That's the person who gives us orders. Uh, we were able to negotiate that that in you know two years time that I would be able to go uh, to Hawaii. So my wife and I said, okay, 
we looked at our finances and we said, uh, we've, we've got a lot of debt here, credit cards, um, some personal loans. We had about 27,000, dollars $27, of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Said, okay. We need to come up with a plan to get rid of this debt because when we move to Hawaii, I want to buy a house. Like there is no if, ands or buts. I want to buy a house. I want to own a piece of land in, in paradise. So <laughs> we, uh, we put our heads together and the, the beautiful thing about, uh, two people when they can get in sync and you can figure out what, what each other's thinking. We kind of both got on the same program and we immediately turned to Dave Ramsey, right? So looking at his baby steps. So we followed it. We follow it up through step three, which was to get rid of all of our consumer debt and you know, minus having a mortgage, which we didn't have at the time because we didn't have a house. Mm-hmm. So in the, that two-year period, we paid off all of our debt. And then we managed to have about $40,000 in the bank before we made the move to Hawaii. So one of the beautiful things about being in the military is I was able to get this benefit called the VA home loan. So when we moved out here, I was able to get a loan for a home uh, with 0% down. And now, mind you, there, there, was, there is a cap. Well, there was a cap. There isn't anymore, but there was a cap when we bought the house. So we had to put a little bit down to, to make up for that. It was like we had to put down one-fourth of whatever was over the cap, which was it was about... 70,000 over the cap. So we had to put a little bit down, but we still had all this money left over to do any type of renovations or anything that we wanted to do to make the house our own. So that was one of the reasons why we wanted to make sure we had this money saved up. I didn't realize, I knew Hawaii was expensive. I didn't realize how expensive it was. We blew through the rest of that money to do the things that we wanted to the house and then some. And uh, that, that got us thinking like, oh, wait, we need to like kind of hit pause and hit the reset button again. And we started looking different at, at different methods of how to take care of our finances, right? So we started doing the envelope system, which this was something we did back in Virginia as well, but we kind of changed it up in Hawaii. We we decided to do sinking funds, and you know we built we had several bank accounts that we opened up, and we had for strictly different reasons, right? So we knew that okay, we have pets, so we need a. a a vet account, a pet and vet account is what we called it. So, so you have a, a separate bank account for your uh, your vet expenses? Absolutely. Sure okay. do. <laughs> uh, so we, we do. We, uh, we yeah. put money away monthly for that. Okay. We have a birthday and holiday fund. So we know mm-hmm. how much we're going to spend on every single person for every single birthday and for every single holiday. <laughs> so we budget that money out and it goes into that account. We have an emergency fund account. And then we also have other you know, fun money, um, family outings and things like that, which unfortunately we haven't really been able to use that uh, at all. So that has been, you know, pushed into other things like our investment accounts because there, there wasn't really much we can do uh, during the pandemic. So, um, but we found that doing it this way and paying these different accounts, as soon as we get paid, we pay those accounts first, we pay our investments off. Then we worry about what our bills look like. And it's kind of like a, a method of, you know, pay yourself first, which is very similar to uh, Mike Michalowicz's book called Profit First, right? And that's one of the things that we, uh, we realized by doing it that way, it, it, it made our spending habits, um, I guess you could say a little bit easier because we knew exactly where we would put in the money. Now, I'm getting closer to retiring from the, the military, right? So I've been in for over 19 years. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I, we were talking about, okay, we need to look at different ways to bring in income to make up for the 
50% cut that I'm going to have when I retire and, and start collecting my pension. So I started a blog a while back to talk about what I was doing with you know, our own journey in personal finances. We decided to turn that into a podcast, and it's something that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and from the podcast, it's, you know, it, it brings in a little bit of money right now itself because it's doing quite well. But there was other things that, you know, came up from that because I got to interview some really amazing people um, and I got some good ideas for some really awesome side hustles. As I realized, you know, I was getting good at these, these little things, I started coaching people, right? I, I, I've done some finance coaching. I found that I, I have found some great success in podcasting. So I started podcast coaching and helping people start their shows and grow their shows and monetize them. And little things like that have been, you know, some of the little side hustles that we do to, to bring in an additional income on top of, you know, our regular investments. Uh, one of the things I just recently did was I just invested in my first uh, apartment syndication, which is really exciting. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. And I went in as a limited partner on 102 units. So this is a, a definitely an exciting Whoa. time, <laughs> That's uh, you know, for my family right now, yeah. like as we're getting close to me retiring from the Navy. So yeah. I, I know that's kind of a, a little bit long winded, but I wanted to kind of keep it, you know, uh, that's my background kind of where I'm at right now with, you know, in turn to uh, side hustles and where we're at with investing and things like that. No, sure. And uh, okay, that was indeed quite extensive. And I have a few questions uh, pertaining <laughs> to what you just said. So one, sure. uh, uh, my first question is, okay, you said I have been 19 years in the military. Is that normal to, to retire so fast? Because, okay, if I start at 20, then that means at 40, I'm, uh, I'm done. Is, is that a regular uh, career uh, trajectory? Yeah. So um, generally you can retire at your 20 year mark. That's when you are eligible. Uh, okay. And that is going to be a 50% uh, pension off your highest three years of of being paid in the military, right? So okay. yeah. uh, for me, I was I was enlisted for nine and a half years before I commissioned as an officer. And uh, being able to commission as an officer is one of the things that really accelerated the fact that I can retire 20 years and not have to stay a little bit longer because the pension will be enough to cover, you know, a majority of our expenses. Yeah. Okay, good. And then one that is very specific, but that, that just uh, my curiosity and maybe some of the listeners you never know who may also want to retire in uh, in Hawaii or just go and live there. It, it looks beautiful, and I would like to go there as well one day. One day uh, to to dive. Um, what is um, the, the the price of a property per square meter or a square feet? Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the things I didn't mention uh, earlier. So uh, another side hustle of mine is I'm also a licensed realtor associate here in Hawaii. Oh wow, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, our, our market out here is quite amazing. And right now, uh, this month, so the, the, the August stats just came out and the median household price for a single family home on Oahu, Hawaii just broke $1,050,000. So uh, right now you're seeing the average price per square foot for, for maybe uh, between 1600 and a uh, 2000 square foot home upwards in the 510 to 525 price per square foot range right now. But the funny thing about the Hawaii real estate market is it's not necessarily the price per square foot because a lot of times you'll you'll see a home that is 2600 square foot sell for 1.3 million 
And then the house that was next to it, that was, you know, 1800 square foot sell mm-hmm. for 1.1 and the, the price per square foot, you know, you, you have a huge disparity right there. So, uh, so it's not necessarily that there's, there's a whole bunch of other factors that, that come in. Yeah. Okay. No, it was just to have an idea. The thing is, yes, in, indeed, uh, we, we talked just before the show and uh, you said, look, um, no, no, I, I started the side hustles, not because I was in debt back in the days. It's really mm-hmm. to make some side uh, income while, I mean, when I'm retiring, just to plan it a bit better. And, uh, and this is where it came from. So, of course, then I want to ask you, before we go to the real estate part, uh, the the blog, the finance blog, because if you're in the Navy as such, you're not a financial professional. You are, uh, right. that's not your background. So why did you start to look at personal finance uh, and uh, yeah, start the blog and the podcast? Yeah, Joni, that's a great question. And, you know, being in the military for over 19 years, I've been in pretty much a leadership position ever since my three to four year mark. I, I've been in a supervisory or uh, or higher leadership position. And one of the things I find I've found myself, uh, both for myself when I was a junior enlisted sailor versus where I'm at now is there's not a lot of financial education that is taught to, to our junior folks, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of the people that join the Navy brand new or join any branch of the military brand new, and they go out and they buy a thirty-five to forty thousand dollar car, right? Um, they they can't afford really to live out in town because they have this huge car payment, and a lot of that comes from the lack of education and the lack of, I guess, fiscal responsibility. And this stems from way before those young men, men and women joining the military. This starts if for at least in the U.S. in our in our public education system, right? We do not teach financial literacy to our children, and that's a problem. And so, you know, it took me getting into my late twenties and early thirties to realize, hey, I'm not doing this right. I, I shouldn't have all this credit card debt. I shouldn't, you know, just go and buy the things I want just because I want them. Like you, you need to save up and and earn it, right? And the thing about, especially here in America, is there, there's this sense of instant gratification when you swipe that credit card and you buy that item, that materialistic item that you really wanted, you get that gratification, you get that shot of dopamine, and you're super excited about it. And then it kind of wears off, but you still got to make those payments, right? That's still there with that high interest. So that's kind of the... I guess the mentality that uh, our children come up in the world with. Mm-hmm. So when I started the blog, it was essentially to share, hey, you know, I woke up and realized that this is not the way to do it, that that there's got to be a better way. I don't want to be working until I'm 65, 70 years old. I just I just don't. I want to enjoy my life when I'm a little bit younger, right? Yeah. I want to enjoy my kids. I want to be able to retire from the Navy and not have to, you know, break my back, continue working. You know, well, yeah, sure, I'll collect my pension, but I don't want to sit here and kill myself working and working and working and still never get that time with my family. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to me. So that's when I started looking at, okay, I need to, to, you know, have an additional income. And that's when we started looking at side hustles. So when it gets to how I started the blog, I'm sorry, the, the podcast, the blog was, was fun. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed writing. It's kind of on the back burner for me right now because there's only so much I can manage myself at any given time. 
So I've been having a lot of guests write guest posts, which is which is really awesome. But for me, the the podcast kind of became, I guess, the the bread and the butter for what it is that I enjoy because I enjoy talking, as you have noticed. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy sharing, you know, my feelings on things, and and I enjoy uh, imparting some knowledge on people, even if it's not. I'm probably not the the best source. I'm not like a guru or anything, but I'm just telling you what what's worked for me. Yeah. And if that can help change one person's life and put them in a more positive financial direction, then I feel like I made an impact. You know, my show has done really well. I get thousands of downloads every month. It's it's awesome. But if it's not impacting anybody, then it's 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 useless to me. So when I get feedback and I've got, you know, I get people reaching out to me saying, Hey, you know, your episode on such and such was really awesome. I never thought of it that way. Thank you so much. When I get things like that, I get an email or a DM on, on Instagram or Facebook. Like that to me is more rewarding than any check I get from, from having a show or anything like that. I mean, it's making impact, right? And you're helping somebody else get off their feet. So let me rewind back to, to, to actually starting the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it all started because I wanted to wait until I was going to retire from the Navy, right? But I had a buddy of mine who had started a podcast. And for him, it was more of a spiritual journey. And it was it, he talks more of like a, like, like more in a sense of a life coach, right? And just how he changed his life after some pretty impactful things that happened to him. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, you know, Mike, he's like, the blog is one thing. He's like, but I know you have a passion for talking to people and I've seen the way you talk to some of our junior sailors and everything, especially when it comes to helping them with their finances and different things like that. Why don't you start a podcast? And I told him, I said, Hey, you know, I do want to start a podcast, but I think I want to wait till after I'm out of the Navy. Cause I just, I don't think I'm going to have the time to really dedicate to it. And he says, look, that, that doesn't matter. He's like, if you do one episode a month, that's fine. If you do one a week, that's fine. Do what you're comfortable doing, but get your message out there. I was like, all right, fine. Yank my arm. So I decided to launch the podcast and, and recorded uh, some content, did a couple interviews and, and then got it started. And it's um, if you listen to some of my first episodes, especially my first few interviews, you can see it is a world different uh, back then to what it is now. I've gotten, I've gotten a lot more comfortable talking to people on the other side, uh, you know, through the microphone. And it's just, uh, I found, I found a real passion for myself here and it's, it, I get comfortable when I sit here and have these conversations. I don't have to sit here and have like a set list of questions. Like I did when I first started, I just have notes yeah, it's a, it's and, a I, curve. and I just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love, I love having conversations. Like even the way you do your show as well, the way that we're sitting here talking, it's conversational. Right. And, uh, I mean, you're letting me talk a lot and I appreciate that because it's what I love to do, but it's, um, you know, it, it's not like a interrogation or anything like that. It's, it's conversational and it's enjoyable. And then when you have content like that, I think it, it, it provides a, a better message for your listeners. Yes. I, I, um, I recognize myself in, in the things you just said, because, uh, I also started as a blog, but for me, it was a bit a different trajectory, but still I enjoy the podcast. So that's why I'm. I continue doing it because I am connecting with people such as yourself and many other guests. And most of my guests, they are fantastic. I mean, actually, actually all of my guests are fantastic. No, it's really nice people. And yeah, there's a lot of opportunities coming, but uh, yeah, let's not go into uh, my story, but 
It's something I really enjoyed do, doing as well. Uh, exactly. And I try to keep it conversational to make it easy. You know, if people are in their car or, uh, I don't know, brushing their teeth uh, when while they're listening to this, it's it's not too heavy, but still I want to to help them with their finances, to deliver a message, to, to teach them something or to, yeah, just change their um, opinion or bring some new ideas. And, uh, and I think that's a bit the goal where I want to go. And as well, as you said, uh, when you receive a message saying, hey, I really love this episode. Uh, I never thought of this or, oh, that's something new or yeah, we'll try that. Or we'll contact the person you, you had on your show. That's great. That's fantastic. That's basically all I want. Yeah, that, that's, that's perfect. I mean, Recently, I even had a high school friend of mine reach out to me to tell me that her dad started listening to my show and just loves it. And and to me, that was more you know exciting than anything else that I've heard because now you know somebody that's my age, you know, I know her dad is you know at the age where you know he's getting ready to retire and and enjoy the the golden years of life, right? Uh, but he's sitting here listening to my podcast and and enjoying it and. Just to hear that was just absolutely awesome. Oh, great. Very cool. And then you, um, how do you manage your time? Because you're still active and then you, you do the blog and the podcast or mostly the podcast uh, in your free time. How do you manage your time? Because I think you have kids as well. Right. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. So uh, the, the infamous time question. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to say that I can do everything all at once, but that is impossible. Time management is something that's been uh, the bane of my existence, right? And you know, it's it's funny because I, I'm part of a mastermind group, and last month we we met up and we talked about time management or the lack thereof, mm-hmm. and how it's it's not so much that someone's bad at managing time; it's they're bad at managing themselves around time because we can't change time, Correct. right? Time's mm-hmm. going to go on regardless of whatever we're doing. I could sit here and watch TikTok videos all day and all that time's going to pass. Or I could sit here and put in some work and get things done, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I've gotten to the point where I outsource as much as I can because trying to do it all myself, which I was doing for a long time, has it got me to the point where the the podcast became a chore. It became stressful at one point, probably around the mid 20s to late 20s uh, episodes i was really feeling a little bit burned out and that's when i started outsourcing uh, and i hired a podcast editing team and now i just record my content and send it to them and that has been a lifesaver for sure when it comes to that the other thing is social media so i bought a lifetime license and this is one of the things i'm going to talk to you about uh, at the end uh, here with your your quick round questions but I bought a, a content manager that I can schedule a whole bunch of posts uh, on social media mm-hmm. at once. So I could sit here and take you know one day of the week and schedule a whole bunch of things and get it done and over with. And then I don't have to worry about it. It automatically happens for me throughout the week. So those little things like that have been super helpful. I've also hired freelancers um, to uh, help me with different things like on my website with uh, putting a couple of different things together. I had somebody help me with the course that I'm putting together for uh, podcasting and uh, little things like that when you can outsource and get a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I spent a little bit of money on it, but the way I look at it is it's a business expense and it's helping me grow. So it's it's little things like that, that, that learning to outsource, I think has helped me uh, really get to the point where I can manage my time a little bit better. 
Yeah. No, because I'm I'm asking this because you know maybe there's listeners looking at making a podcast. Uh, why not? But maybe some other type of uh, side hustles, and of course they also have a family and kids, and maybe yeah they, they can yeah they can work on their passion. Maybe it's starting a YouTube or a, even a TikTok channel, whatever. And then they can uh, then think of okay yeah maybe I should uh, I can start by myself, and then after a while I can start to outsource to make more free time. So it's um, that's important for them. I mean for us uh, as well, and for me as well. I'm outsourcing the the editing as well. By the way. So it it has awesome. helped me a lot because then it, it it's true it doesn't feel like a chore because this is the part I like the least actually it's the editing the rest I'm okay with social media and everything it, it's kind of fun and of course the conversation that <laughs> that's the best part but uh, yeah and then the preparation okay I do it myself because otherwise I need I need to to know the guest but whatever I find boring or uh, I can afford to outsource I will do it yeah absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I, I really like your preparation for the shows. Like the, the the information that you sent me, I thought was very helpful. Uh, you know, for me as a guest to help prepare myself to come on your show. So, I, I think I already mentioned it to you. I, I think yeah. I want to look at I, I want to look at some of that a little bit. Maybe even plagiarize it a bit because that that was pretty fantastic. That uh, that kickoff email. Yes, I mean, if you know, this is kind of a, a thing. It it didn't cost a lot of time, but then once you do it, then you send to everybody, and then you see. The feedback is good, and then for me it's easy because I I, I just change a few things here and there, so so it's yep. making these things efficient, and then you can uh, uh, working on your process, and also that's why uh, podcasting works better for me than blogging because I'm more efficient with podcasting as well while still delivering the same value and more consistently. Right, and and like you said, uh, working on the process, it, it's a continuous process mm-hmm. improvement. Right, you're always improving. And finding new ways. Like when I started using JotForm to get information from my guests, it completely changed, you know, how I pull everything together when it comes to, uh, you know, creating the episode or bringing bringing a guest on. Because now I have all the information I need on them. I have the headshot. I have everything, uh, and it's all because of this simple little form that I asked them to fill out. Just little this little podcast yeah. intake form. So little things like that, the little process improvements that you make, save you so much time that it gets to the point where you even realize like how much it's actually doing for you until you go back and look at when you first started and you were like hustling and grinding to put everything together. And then you realize when you outsource a couple, a couple different little things mm-hmm. like, wow, I've, I've actually got some time back. I'm going to go read a book to my kids, you know, I'm going to do whatever, <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah, but that's, it's uh, pretty yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike, uh, so next to that, so it's already taking a lot of your time, but then you are a realtor. You have the, the the license for uh, real estate. So, what do you do with that? And um, uh, yeah, how, how how much time does it that take you? Sure. So uh, right now, while I'm still active duty, I don't do too much with my real estate license. What I do is referrals. So, if I know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, uh, I usually get them linked up with another realtor in my brokerage, and by doing that, I get a cut of the commission because I brought oh, the nice. referral in. Yeah. I can do that because I'm licensed. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now that I'm in a, a job where I can be a little more active with my role as a realtor, uh, I do plan on taking on some clients like myself right now during this last year while I'm in the Navy and starting to transition. So I actually do have two sellers right now, which is pretty cool. And then, you know, I have, uh, I think, three buyers right now. So that definitely takes some time uh, because. You know, especially when it comes to my free time, 
because when when they have questions, you have to be able to answer. You have to not be necessarily be at their beck and call, but you know you you don't want to be the guy that's always you know going to voicemail and then getting back to them later. I, I like to be attentive. And for me, it's it's about the customer service aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the industry that it is, right? You're in a service industry and you're you're taking care of people. And same thing with what I'm doing in the military. Like I, I just I, I love to serve and help other people. And that's I, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, getting my real estate license and doing this on the side is just the perfect thing for me to do. And when I get out of the Navy, I'm gonna do it a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for a couple of years, and then uh, and then like fully punch out. And my wife and I have been talking about possibly uh, going back to the States, getting an RV and hitting all 50 States and then going to (laughs) Europe and doing the same thing there. You're welcome Um, here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not so much an RV in Europe, but we were looking at, you know, doing the the rail system out there because it's, it's very efficient and we can visit, you know, most of Europe with that system. And uh, so we looked at that and then, you know, eventually uh, maybe go down and buy a sailboat and then uh, sail around for a bit. So there's a, a couple different options, but what I love about the life that we're creating is that I have these options. You know, I don't yeah. have to sit here and worry about where my next paycheck is going to come from because I worked to make it happen. Yeah, well, that's very good. And one thing I, I would like to close with is um, all the side hustling. You know, you work on your passion, you get some extra income, you prepare your future, but maybe something that is often not mentioned, I, I think, when it comes to side hustling, is the skills you get. Because first, maybe you started to, okay, to get some money on the side and you do something you like. But what skills did you get in addition or did you build up or are you building up with the side hustling? Sure, absolutely. So it depends on on how you look at it. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things, that, one of the skills that I actually got in the military, and this this happened when I was on recruiting duty, I took a professional coaching skills course, and um, I was able to use that throughout my career, and then also into my side hustles. So when it comes to you know finance coaching or uh, podcast coaching, I, I kind of understand how to help people get to a better spot, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 more of um, I, I can add that personal flavor to it, but it's more of, you know, I can bring them in and help them realize, you know, where they're at and where they need to be. A lot of times they can do that on their own. They just need that push. Right. And that's what I do. I go in there and help them. You know, I give them that push to get them going in the right direction because momentum is all you need. Once that little snowball starts rolling downhill, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually it's going to hit something and cause an avalanche. Right. Or it's going to be like a huge abdominal, you know, snowball that comes and just destroys the village. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to to go so dark, but you know, but little things yeah. like that, and then being able to interact with people. I think I've 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 definitely got better with my people skills, especially when it comes to talking with other people, because uh, the the podcast has helped me with that. Because doing these interviews, I've met some amazing people that that I still keep in t- touch with. I mean. My network grows every time I do an interview. It's it's amazing, and I love keeping in touch with previous guests because they're all doing some really awesome things, and it just helps me build my network. Right, so that's one of the things uh, I've definitely learned as well is is to you know get better at talking to people, build relationships, build your network because your network really is your net worth. Because in the future, when I need something like I, if I if I know that. Uh, there's a really good deal coming down the line, or there's like a an apartment complex I want to go buy, and, and 
I know who to go talk to to get the money. I, I know who the lenders are. I know who potential partners are that can come in here and help me take this thing down. And it's all thanks to just the network that I've been building by simply by having a podcast. So it doesn't really matter what side hustle you go into. You know, if you don't mind, I'd like to share that. Sure. I had a guest on my show that that does freelancing, right? Mm-hmm. And she started off doing freelancing on Fiverr and she was able to quit her nine to five job. And she has built it to the point now where she's making over 300K a year. And she has a team now and she essentially outsources everything. She does some work herself, but most of it gets outsourced to the people that are on her team. Mm-hmm. And she's out there absolutely crushing it. So, and she built that from the ground up. So she was able to build her skill set up and she learned how to be a leader, right? And how to bring on, uh, I guess, quote unquote employees, but they're all freelancers, right? They're all contractors, Mm -hmm. but she's able to build this team and go on and make her business grow even bigger and scale it up. So it doesn't matter what side hustle you go into. If you go into it with a purpose and a passion, you're going to learn as much from the people that you're helping or from the from the uh, side hustle that you're doing that then you're going to you know get out of it yourself right so there's always a place to learn always always keep your mind and your brain open to in receive mode right you yeah. always want to be able to learn and uh, I do that every time I'm I'm learning right now having a conversation with you fantastic no I really like the keep your mind open always learn whatever you do you will always learn something and as well, I like that you said that from the people you you try to coach or you try to help, because yes. they will teach you something. They will teach you what the, the their questions are, what other people may think or may struggle with, uh, whatever. I mean, it's always something to learn. No, excellent, uh, Mike. Thank you very much. And and Mike, I think we we came at the. I think I could talk with you for hours, by the way. But uh, unfortunately, we we are coming at the end of the show. Who knows? Maybe we'll do another episode uh, in a in a few months. Who knows? And um, but before we before I let you go, first of all, thank you uh, to share your story with us. It was uh, yeah, I think it was really a great, smooth conversation, really helpful, and um, yeah, really really enjoyed it. And before I let you go, uh, we always have four, three quick fire questions. So, are you ready, Mike? Let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So my first question is, you kind of already answered this, but what has been your best investment so far? Uh, actually, I didn't. So ah, uh, for me, <laughs> for me, it's uh, it was actually purchasing the Divi premium theme for WordPress, right? So I purchased a lifetime license and I'm able mm-hmm. to use it on several websites. So I currently use it for my main website, my podcast site, and my podcast editing and coaching website. So that has definitely been by far one of the best investments I made because it, it has helped me on so many different aspects of building my business. Okay, so it's a theme in WordPress. So for the yes. listeners who don't blog, so it's a basically, um, I mean, basically, it's a t- kind of template that you use for your, the look and feel on your website. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, very good. And then the second question is, um, what is a book you can recommend to anyone? And it does not need to be a financial book, but it's a book that you say, look, listeners, read this. It's really good. Sure. Absolutely. So I know it's kind of cliche, but for me, it is a finance book. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert mm-hmm. Kiyosaki. It's just one of those books that as you're reading it, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, duh, 
But then at the same time, you wouldn't have been thinking about it if you didn't read the book. For a lot of people, it tunes in your awareness to things you may already know. And to others, it's a great foundation to start building off of, especially in any type of financial or investment journey that you're getting ready to embark on. Um, there's actually one more I'd like to add in as well, and it's a children's book, okay. right? It's called How to Turn $100 into $1 million. And I read that with my kids, and it's just fantastic. It teaches how compound interest really is the eighth wonder of the world. And I just wanted to bring that one up, though, because it is a kid's book, so that you got the adult book and the kid's book. But if you read that book to your kids, for your listeners, uh, if you read that to your kids, uh, it has all of the basic concepts that you need to understand how to get started investing, saving, and how compound interest works. Oh, fantastic. And I think it would make a great gift to a, a friend who has kids, for example, as well. Absolutely. Okay, then uh, very good. I'll link it anyway in the show notes so uh, people can find it. And um, the third and last question, what is the best purchase you've made for $100? Under $100, right, so yeah. Yes, this is the one that I that I mentioned okay. uh, a little bit <laughs> earlier. So, uh, so as I'm putting out more and more content on social media, I, I purchased this license for something called contentstudio.io. Uh, uh, it's been a fantastic way for me to schedule on multiple social media platforms at once. I could sit down and you know basically take one day and schedule a whole bunch of posts and not have to worry about it for for the rest of the week. Um, as I'm getting closer to retiring from the Navy, I really want to start focusing more of my attention on social media and getting myself out there even more than I'm currently at. So it's just it's definitely one of those tools that has paid for itself tenfold since I since I bought it about a year ago. Okay, no, very good. I, I'll have a look myself into it. I didn't know about this one. Okay, very good. But yeah, everything that can help you save time and be more productive for a fraction of the cost, sometimes you you know, you will spend two hours on something and maybe with a, this kind of tools, it can be reduced to half an hour, 45 minutes. That's already a huge gain. Absolutely. Because time is money, baby. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, Mike, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, where can the people, the listeners uh, find you actually? Uh, yeah. So it's pretty easy. Uh, my website is averagejoefinances.com. Mm -hmm. And you could find all my links for everything else uh, at averagejoefinances.com slash links. Uh, but you're going to find everything there, my, my website, all my social media. I, I, I keep it simple. Uh, and you can also reach out to me via email if you want, mike at averagejoefinances.com. Happy to answer any questions anybody has. And Joni, I really appreciate you taking some time and, and, and allowing me to come on your show today. This is just, it's been really fun. And like you said, I, I, I could talk to you for hours. It, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's it's uh just it's one of those things that when you when you meet up with somebody that's like minded, especially in this particular community, it's just you could sit here and talk for hours about everything that you guys are doing, and it's just it's just a blast. So really, again, thank you so much. My pleasure, Mike, and uh, we'll definitely speak soon again. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Have a good one. Aloha. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you found it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend. Or you can also rate the show in your favorite podcast app. This will help the show to grow. So if you do so, thank you very much. And now let's go through the key takeaways for today. Number one on money management. Keeping separate accounts can bring clarity to your finances. Mike has accounts for everything, birthdays, emergencies, and even an account for the vet expenses. You do not need to go in as much details as he does, 
but at least keeping a few separate accounts uh, help a lot. At least I do it as well for the fun account, for example, the savings and a regular checking account where I receive my uh, monthly salary and which I use for my monthly bills. Number two on side hustling, it brings money. So if you're good at what you do, after a while, you can even consult other people too. With side hustling, you can learn a lot and it can bring new opportunities. And then the goal with side hustling is not only monetary, having an impact is even more important. Number three, time management. You need to manage yourself around time because you can't change time. It just flows. Outsource as much as you can to avoid the stress from the hustle itself. Use tools to plan content, for example, if you're a content creator, and work on the process and improve it to save your precious time. Number four, acquiring skills. You can bring the professional skills you have acquired in your career to your side hustle to make it even better. And with the side hustles, you can also gain skills. For example, Mike improved his people skills and his network is constantly growing. And here is probably the golden tip of this episode is that through side hustling, you will learn a lot from the people you talk to, you coach, keep your mind and brain open and always learn. And keep in mind that, yeah, this side hustling can even become a full-time activity. Who knows? You're building a business. And then last but not least, as Mike said, time is money, baby. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.